No need to whine and shiny blues up. Have some wine and join us on the Whiny Palooza Podcast with Rebecca Green. Welcome to the Whiny Palooza Podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Green. I'm a wife, mother of three, and licensed clinical social worker. I also have three fur babies at home, too. My passion has always been to help children and their families. I always dreamed of being a wife and a mother. Parents are always learning through their struggles, failures, and successes and joys. I am no stranger to this wild ride of parenting, and I know behind every great parent lies a team of supportive friends and family. I want to be part of your support system. I want you to know that you are not alone. We are in this parenting world together. Join me every week for insightful discussions with experts on parenting and marriage, as well as other parents who have found the secret to successes in parenthood. You'll learn tips and tricks to make life with your family better than ever. I hope you will follow along with me while we dive into what it takes to achieve a happy family. Hello, this is Rebecca Green for the Whiny Palooza podcast. I am so excited to have our guest, Jennifer Blossom, with us. She is a boy mom of two, occupational therapist, and CEO founder of Blossoming Moms, a digital wellness brand that helps overwhelmed moms simplify motherhood using healthy habits and simple strategies. Jennifer's desire is to help moms break free from survival mode so they can live with more meaning, fulfillment, and joy in their everyday lives. Jennifer is also the host of the top-rated mom podcast, The Blossoming Moms Show, and lives in a little fishing town with her husband and sons just south of Anchorage, Alaska. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Rebecca, thank you for having me. It is such an honor to be here and to be like so far apart (laughs) geographically, but to connect. So I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. We just realized that we couldn't be more far, far apart because I am in Buffalo, New York, and Jennifer is all the way in Alaska, which is crazy, in the middle of a snowstorm. In the middle of a snowstorm, which is so crazy. I'm like, um, is it summer yet? <laughs> what is the temperature? So it has been 10 below zero all week. Oh my God. I know. And I'm like, okay, Um, so like half of my staff, they live... The, we, my staff is all over, so California to Florida, and they're like, oh, it's like 70 this week, and I'm like, you guys, there's an 80 degree difference right now oh, in our weather. My. I wish that I lived in 70 degree weather. <laughs> right? Girl, what is the weather for you right now in upstate New York? You know what? It feels warm. I should know. I want to say 30s. It might yeah. even be warmer. I just walked my dog, and it's like, feels decent outside. Yeah. Well, no yeah, snow. No snow. Little. We had some snow, but it's already melted. Yeah. So I won't tell you that we have like three feet outside. We're fine. Oh my like, God. I swear today with our boys is like, let's go shovel the snow. We're fine. This is totally normal. Oh, it's all good. It's just Alaska. <laughs> it's just Alaska. We're fine. So um, I have been listening to your fabulous podcast and getting to know you. And you are so friendly and so engaging. And I want you to know that I'm really enjoying your podcast. Oh, thank you. Likewise too. And I think just like... The fact that we can have these conversations as moms, like your show too, Rebecca, just absolutely amazing to just connect and inspire and to uplift yes. and to create our village. Like yes. it's, it's so needed. It's so yes. needed. 
we all need it. And I want to I want to start from the beginning because I've read about you, but our listeners have not. So I would love to know what inspired you to get started helping moms. You know what? I think every great story starts with our own personal struggle. And so yes. for me, like I, I always envision, like, I feel like I was like Rocky, Rocky Balboa, like in the garage, <laughs> like punching the meat bag. Like that has been my story of my whole life. Like oh. really, this whole journey has just been, um, uh, uh, moments and moments of me just in that pit. So if I can rewind and start it, uh, my health journey really started when I was in grad school. So I was getting my doctorate and just really in um, a very high stressful season of my life. So just long nights, dissertations, just really this academically strenuous time. And it was in that moment and in that season of about three and a half years that I started to battle um, with chronic anxiety. So really like crippling panic attacks. Oh anxiety my goodness. Attacks. Um, I remember probably my lowest point, I thought I was having a massive heart, heart attack <gasps> and I was laying on the floor in my apartment in Boise, Idaho, and I dialed 911 on my phone and I was so embarrassed to hit call that I was like, I can't do it. I'm just going to die here. Obviously I didn't die. It wasn't a heart attack. Oh. It was um, a, like a huge stress episode. And it was in that moment that I started to battle for years with just insane stress and anxiety and what it was doing to my body. And so I just dove head first into, hey, I, I can either choose to live this way and let it take over my life, um, or I can choose to be proactive about it and learn more about the body and the mind and, and the soul and how to heal. So that started my journey as far as like, how is the mind and the body connected and how can mm -hmm. I start healing? So it was a long journey learning about that, like, you know, in my professional work as an occupational therapist and seeing, you know, medical, not medical, but um, just professional health counseling and just really working through this and um, got a handle on my mindset, uh, went through a season of infertility again, learning, learning more about the body. And then when I thought I conquered everything, motherhood happened. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this is all back to square one again. So had my first son after two years of infertility oh and straight back to square one. So crippling anxiety attacks, panic attacks. It was like oh. all this, all this stuff from the past, like it all came back again. And so mm -hmm. really like this overwhelm of motherhood just, just suffocated me. And I, and again, I was at this point, Rebecca, where I was like, okay, like, am I going to get up and fight or go down the, go down the path where I feel like so many moms are led, whether it's anxiety or overwhelm or depression, or just like, whatever it is, like we have this choice in our motherhood to let the, the overwhelm overcome us and be a hot mess and just like basically hate our motherhood yeah. which I can't even say that because like it's such a blessing to be a mom right, right. and have our kids and so I was in, in that moment of like the anxiety attacks just I haven't showered for a week my husband came home he's like what is going on and I was like I can't do this and so that was my defining moment like the rocky moment of like no I'm gonna fight yes. again and figure this yeah. out so in that moment I was like I gotta choose now like how to intentionally show up simplify my life and motherhood and from there like it's been just life-changing ever since because I learned how to get ahead of my mind and really develop those systems to um simplify my motherhood really conquer that overwhelm and reclaim like what is ours this joyful fulfilling purposeful life in motherhood and that is like the rocky story of yes we all deserve this yes and we create this no matter what your past is yes well i am beyond impressed with you and what you have overcome and i love that you're using all of your struggles to help other mothers so as one of the mothers i want to say thank you because we all we every every mother needs other mothers who have been at the bottom and pulled themselves up. 
for sure. We we need that. And I'm like dripping sweat telling this to you. I'm like, okay, um, this is what you're like, it's but, so funny. <laughs> we, like, we, I know we we relive. My husband makes fun of me because when I tell him a story, I like relive the story. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, is my pulse okay? Are we? We're fine. We're fine. But it's the truth. And like, I feel like we have to see these moments of like women who've gone before this. Of like, yes, yes, like she has done that. And like, whether it is like anxiety or maybe for you, it's like anger or depression or like really crappy stuff from your past. Like it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't define you. We have to have that fire mentality. Like I'm not a victim. I can't overcome this. And like, that is such a gift. A, like, I believe we are called to live that life of just like true abundance as moms, but yes. be also for our kids. Yes. Get that right from of mind and like be in tune with who we are and our best selves and give that to our kids. Like that's how we change the world. It's just, it's bigger than ourselves as moms. Absolutely. Well, and I'm clueless about occupational therapy. So what is unique to you? So I have talked to social workers, psychologists, psychiatrists. I've talked to so many, you know, helping professions, but I realized today I've never talked to an occupational therapist. So this is, this is, yes, very, this is my first and it's unique. And I would love to know how do you use this in what you're doing with helping moms? Oh, it is like the cornerstone. So really like as an OT, we have that holistic approach to our healing. And so helping moms live life to their fullest in every aspect, right? So, so many people today will just be like, okay, let's focus on your, your, your nutrition or your fitness. But really like we have to encompass the whole yes, body, yes. mind, soul. Like as moms, we can get so in that rut of, oh my gosh, it's just a schedule or it's just my workout, but it's not. Like you are so many pillars. You are, you know, your mental health, your emotional health, your mm. physical well-being, your relationships, all of these things, yes. they account for who you are. And so often we just neglect them. But if we we can really encompass who we are, body, mind, soul, and pour into those areas of our life. That's how we step into our purpose, our fulfillment, create that meaningful motherhood. We have to see ourselves in all the hats that we wear and, and truly pour into them. Oh, I love that so much. That makes so much sense. Love it. Well, and, and everyone doesn't know that during all of this craziness with the pandemic, you had a baby. <laughs> Like, like right at the height of it, I was like, what's <laughs> happening? Like, I can't go back. Yeah. So my second pull, it was crazy. So we live in a really, really small town south of Anchorage. And I was actually scared. So he was born April 17th, but that was like at the height when there was a lot of hospitals in New York, yes. like I was saying, your husband can't come in. And so I yes. was like panic mode, but thankfully, like where we were, I was the only person in the hospital. The census oh, wonderful. Super, or not the hospital, but in the OB ward. Yep. The, the census was super low. So it was actually a magical experience. It was just my husband and I who were allowed in the room with our nurse and our doctor. And it was, I feel so fortunate because I know a lot of moms in that situation didn't have that experience, but for yeah. us in our small town, like it was a true blessing because it was so intimate. Um, it was wild during a pandemic, like with all the extra, yes. but like in the moment, it was so, so special, oh, um, God. but crazy on externally. <laughs> can't believe you had a baby during all of this. Every time, I know. every time I hear someone's pregnant, I'm like, oh God, please just be a little normal for them in the hospital. Please. I know. I know. It is. It was truly wild. And I'm like, we can't take this back. Like, what are we doing? Just got to go through it. But it ended up being just a blessing for sure. I'm so glad. So, so glad and thankful for you. Now you talk a lot about self-care, which you and I know is so important. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a couple of examples of some of your favorites for yourself? Absolutely. So 
I love this world word and I hate this world because <laughs> here's the thing, I feel like it is so overused in the wrong way, especially for moms. And here's what I mean. I feel like moms, we have to be very, very careful because I feel like self-care can almost act as a band-aid approach to what's really going on on our inside, right? So it's like more, if you're feeling overwhelmed in motherhood, which a lot of us are, more self-care, it isn't the answer, right? It's not like you can just dive into a self-help book or recite a positive affirmation or, or take a bubble bath. Like those things are great, yeah. but we really need to get to the root of the overwhelm that we're feeling. That is like true self-care is going inwards first and not just slapping on like all of these topical external things. So yes, right, right? Like, isn't that like, so yes. profound when you really think about that, like, okay, let's, let's see all of these external tools. Like they're great tools, but let's get to the root. And so when yes. I think about self-care, I really think about, okay, like how's my self-awareness, like what's going on inside of me. And if something feels off, what do I need to really fill back up again? And so for a lot of moms, like schedules are huge. So we say yes to so many things, right? Like yes. we wear so many hats. So I really think one form of self-care is learning how to manage our time. Like, yes. Oh my gosh, there's so much on my plate. Like, okay, it's so like, what can we get off your plate? Like, what can we say no to? Not <laughs> I love that. That's so, so important. Like not everything is a priority, right? If everything is, then nothing really is. So looking at, okay, what can I brain dump, get off of my plate and really create and intentionally design a schedule that's going to be flowing through my day that has actually like white pockets that I don't feel with yes. social media or all these busy commitments that can actually do something for me during a day. So for me, like learning how to manage your time, like is huge, a huge form of self-care. Um, yes. Yes. Do you feel like that too? Yes. And, and I was going to talk to you about this because you have two yeah. kids and a booming business. Right. So I know how busy your schedule must be. Right. So do you feel like you're able to manage it and develop some time for yourself and your schedule? Only because I got my butt kicked from not knowing how to do it first. And I think like that was such a valuable lesson because like as moms, we're all busy, right? But we have to be very careful with that term because society throws it around as like this badge of honor of like, yes. oh, how are you? Oh, I'm so busy. Like, it's not like, <laughs> ew. like I hate, I hate, like when I hear that, I'm like, but why? So like, for me, like I got absolutely my butt kicked in motherhood of saying yes to so many things, business wise, friends wise, kid, like all the things yes. and it was like hating my life because I was so stretched so thin yes. and just trying to hold on to anything. And then what happened? Like my engine was out, like my tank was empty. I was snappy. I had an attitude. I was aggressive, yes. like all the things. And I yes. was like, why am I doing this to myself? This is my doing. And so for me, it was realizing that like, okay, I have a choice. Like I can let my time run me, or I can intentionally choose how I schedule and structure my days. And it's not like this rigid time blocking thing, but really figuring out, okay, like let's prioritize. So one thing that's like super helpful is every Sunday night, I have a family meeting with my husband and we go over all of the things like for our week, what do we want to get done? What needs to get done? We brain dump it out. And then we just start filling our weekend. And if it doesn't bring us joy, or if it's not like an absolute necessity, like things like we can't change, like doctor's appointments or whatnot, um, we get rid of it. So really taking ownership of that. your schedule is yeah. it's just so life-giving. And like, we intentionally have like white spots in our day where it's like, oh, like let's just chill. Like let's do Legos or do a puzzle or go outside. Yes. Like really yes. taking ownership over that has been like the greatest breath of fresh air, like for self-care. Um, cause you're not crammed with other people's other agendas. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So, and I think that we are not, I shouldn't speak for all women. 
I was not good at saying no. Right. And I think that I'm still learning to be able to say no. Like, is this really something that I want to do? Exactly. Right. Because we want to say yes to everyone and it just makes us feel so overwhelmed and crazy. Exactly. We do. And it's exciting to have, you know, opportunities, whether they're in business or with friendships or at, you know, church or school or all the things And we're conditioned, right? Like I think a lot of us too, like we want to be liked and we want to please people. And we think that if we say no, like that's going to disappoint somebody in a mind, yes. but also yes. like, is it worth the sake of your sanity, your well-being, your family? And so really like taking ownership over that, like in learning that you can have an opinion, like you can <laughs> yes. your time. Like we're so conditioned to have time control us. And we realize that we all get 24 hours. We don't get this time back. This time is fleeting with our children. Like that should light a little fire under your butt of like, okay, like I actually do want to have more control over my days. How can I do that? We start by prioritizing. Well, and I'm looking at my notes because I think that if, if my memory serves me correctly, you have a scheduling guide and a master your time workbook. Is that correct? Yeah. So we will tell everyone where to find them at the end, but I love that you're creating tools for people because we all need it. All we of all us. It. We all need it. And I think also too, like it's really easy for us as moms to just go to Pinterest or to follow like the latest influencer on Instagram and and really like those aren't serving you with what you have right or what you need right now in this current season. So really like going inwards first and designing what's meaningful for your family. Like that's, what's going to be just absolutely game changing in their journey and in your journey. Well, and I think it was you and correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the biggest time suckers that we're all getting pulled into is social media scrolling. Yeah. Was that you that mm -hmm. told me this? So I today in particular, like I knew I had things that I wanted to do today. And I was like, do not, do not touch it. Like, you don't need to know who's doing what, like, right. leave it alone. <laughs> we have to, so we have to have those social media boundaries. And yes. like, I think one of the like most, most truth telling things is like the time log on iPhones. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's nice. But really oh, like, yeah. it's so, but it's so, we're so, it's so, um, automatic now. And we fill so much of our white space with mindless scrolling. And we look yes. up and like, oh my gosh, how has it been three hours or 30 minutes or whatever? <laughs> it's like You're like having those like social media boundaries will give you so much time and life and like your focus back again. Like it's just being able to implement those boundaries is huge, huge. Which brings me to my next question. Yeah which that may be one of your answers I'm trying to remember, but one of your goals is to be more present with your children, which is one of my goals too. Yeah. So can you tell us steps you are taking to achieve that? Because that's an awesome goal. Yes. So two things that come to my mind immediately. Number one, like starting with intentionality. I think that it's so easy for us as moms to just go through the motions, right? Like the, the spin cycle of motherhood and we don't have any, like a clear vision or intention, or even like the thought of who do we want to be and show up as, as a mom. So really yes. take time to think about like, Hey, who do I want to be today? What kind of mom do I want to show up for my kids? What kind of interactions and, and reactions do I want to have with, with my kiddos and, and my husband or like whatever, like, really thinking about that on a daily basis, like before you get out of bed in the morning, like we get to choose who we show up as. And like, no matter yes. what on our way, like you still are in control of your attitude. You still are in control of the energy that you bring, the, the relationships that you get to so build with true. your kiddos. And so thinking of that and not letting the world dictate who you are, but <laughs> yes. really like 
showing up as who you want to be and being intentional with the mom you want to be and show up as for your kids. Like that is first and foremost, because we can't, we can't take those steps towards who we want to become until we first know like who that is. Right. So that intentional part, um, in your mind is, is first is huge. Secondly is really having clear boundaries with our phones. Right. I think that's the biggest (laughs) time suckers for us as moms is like, we're just so quick to grab it. Like whether our kids are playing Legos or puzzles or reading or tubby time, or like, it's just, it's always right there. So what we do for our house is we have technology free hours. So when my husband gets home from work, like we literally have a basket or a drawer in all of our phones. I mean, the two of our phones, but like our kids <laughs> have phones, but I mean, if but you're they will. Home, they will. And so like, <laughs> Being able to put them in the basket, like we don't have them at the dinner table, like they don't come into our rooms at night. So being really intentional with where your phone is and asking yourself like, hey, do my kids, do they want to know me as, as the mom, as mom who was like always on her phone or was I there present? Because like, guys, like we get 18 years plus or minus with our kids and like, you want to spend these 18 years, like with your nose glued to your screen, like, no. So we've got to, we've got to fight and push against what society is telling us of grabbing your phone, filling your white space, like social media, like social media is meant to be addicting and to be all consuming. Yes, and so yes. you can really push back and step away from that norm and say like, Hey, like, I don't want this for my life and use it sparingly and, and intentionally. Um, those are two yeah. huge things that are going to be so helpful. Yeah. So intentional mindset boundaries with social media. And then when you're like, Holy cow, I have all this free white space that I was using with my phone, like do purposeful things with your kids, what they love. Like my little boys are boys. So we're like crashing trucks and playing in dirt. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. But it really is awesome. So like do stuff that your kids love. And it's just like, man, like let's get out there and live life. Well, and I want to teach my children better boundaries with their phone. So my kids are 13, Mm -hmm. 11 and eight. And even the eight-year-old has my husband's old phone you know, you're bringing up such an excellent point that I need to teach. I need to have better boundaries with my phone and I need to teach it to them. Exactly. So, so two things, they're going to learn from our, from your behavior, right? They're going to learn from our behavior with our phone. So that's huge. And then number two, yeah. Like what intentional rules are you setting for them? Because that, even though it sounds silly, but like at this stage right now, those are foundational tools and habits that we're setting them up for like as adults. So like what healthy habits can we instill in them? Like, cause they're in this age now where like when we grew up, we didn't have, like, it was like the Nokia phone with like snake. Remember that? (laughs) Like the button of like, oh my gosh, let's play snake. Like it's not like that. You remember that? Remember like totally. You you are so much younger than me. Okay. Okay, well, there was like the old Nokia phones, and like I remember, like my very first phone. I was like, "How do you play Snake?" And but, anyways, the point is, is like our kids are so much younger now, having like basically access to computers in their hands. So, how are we modeling yes. for them, and what habits are we equipping them to know how to use technology safely and just effectively, so it doesn't consume their life? Because we're seeing this problem now. You know, even like in the mental health world, like mental health cases are up, and there's lots of studies linking that too. Like all this time kids are spending on social media. So how can we give them healthy habits that are going to last yes. them into young adulthood um, and then into adulthood as well? Well, you're certainly inspiring me because I think I am lacking in that area. So I'm going to get on it today. All a journey, girl. All it's a journey. All, every, you know, every day I feel like as a mom, I'm learning something new, like something new that I want to do better. 
So at least, at least we try every day, right? We're, tr we're trying to do better every day. It's all, yeah, it's 1% better. It's all like, and we all <laughs> like that. Days. Like literally, if you can just try to be 1% better at yourself, like every day, like you fall down, get back up. Like it all Love happens. It. Yes. You gotta well, have that great. So I want to tell you about a conversation that I had with a friend today because I want to cry thinking about it. And she, it, it goes with your theme. She said to me, and I almost fell over when she said this, cause I knew I was talking to you. She said, I feel like I'm just surviving my days. And I felt a tear and I was like, Oh God, I have to help her. And I was like, okay, we have to help you find joy in motherhood. So I would just love for you to throw out just a tip to, to mothers who are feeling like they're surviving, like how to find more joy in their days. That like, I feel like we all feel that in our soul because we've all been there if we're not there right now. And so this is like the premise of our whole movement at our like Blossoming Moms Co is that like millions and millions of moms are in that, that there's that pit of, I feel hopeless. I feel helpless. I feel like I'm just surviving, just going through my days. And I, I'm like, I have all the tips, but really like my <laughs> basic one for us to get out of this pit is number one, like we first have to address our mindset. Cause if our mindset sucks, if our mindset thinks stinks, if we are constantly thinking like, I can't feel better. Nothing's ever going to change. Nothing will ever change. Right. So in order to get out of any rut, we first have to understand, okay, what is it that I want? Because oftentimes moms are so paralyzed and so overwhelmed. We don't even know where to start, right? We've got yes. the laundry, we've got work, we've got diapers, we've got teenagers. Like, it's like, where do you even start? So what we do is we just, we, we get a piece of paper out and we get, we just brain dump. So get everything out of your head right now. Like what's making you feel overwhelming? What's important to you in life? Like what kind of mom do you want to show up as? So list those things out. Like, why are you feeling overwhelmed? Yes. Who do you want to become? And when you can really look at these lists and, and say, okay, like, this is what makes me feel overwhelmed. Like, I can't get a hold of my house. Um, I'm really <laughs> yeah. here with my body. Like, I've been sucking in the kitchen. Like, all of these things we know we should be doing, but they feel really overwhelmed, but we can't even figure out why we're overwhelmed. Get it out of your brain. <laughs> yes. Why do you feel overwhelmed? List it all out on a paper. On a second piece of paper on the, or draw a line on the second side, list out the qualities, the attributes, like who do you want to become? Like what brings you joy in life? What makes you feel fulfilled as a mom? Like what is that vision? Like who are you in here besides your kids? Like who are you in your core? And oftentimes like we haven't asked these questions or thought about this for years. And so we lose our identity in our kiddos. Yes. So yes. figuring out why you feel overwhelmed, figuring out who you want to become. And then it's like, okay, like, I even feel a little bit lighter now. I can like kind of see this and feel this. And that's from there. Then we start building out that the habits, the, the little shifts in our day of, okay, like this is why I feel this way. This is what I want to become. What's that next right step forward? And it's just a little step forward every single day. So maybe for the mom, it's like, okay, like, um, but okay. So let's, let's think of an example. Like Rebecca, what's one area where you feel like super overwhelmed in your life? Um, the dishes, <laughs> the dishes. Okay. So here's like your, you never even knew a coaching session was coming on. So for sure, like whether you have young kids or older <laughs> kids, like the dishes, the lawn, like it's never ending. So yes. how can we create 
like a little habit, just one little habit in your kitchen with your dishes, that's going to help to kind of streamline and simplify. Because the whole idea is to simplify so we can start to get back to who we are. Because if everything's overwhelming, we can't be who we are. So for the dishes, one of the things that I love to teach moms is, okay, so you're going to start at night, right? So you're going to do your dishes after dinner. You're going to load your dishwasher, start with a clean kitchen every morning. Like that's huge. If you have crap all over your counter from the night before, like it's already like you're starting the day behind. So if you can get in the habit of cleaning the dishes after dinner, pop in a podcast, load your dishwasher. And then in the morning, immediately, like when you're making coffee and your water, you're going to unload your dishwasher and then just load it throughout the day. So this, so the dishes aren't piling up in the sink, you start this system in your kitchen. And so you work on that, you master it, you do it over and over and over until it becomes automatic. Is it fun? No, but like if we can change our perspective of just starting to develop this habit, this system, and maybe when you're doing the dishes, like pair of preferred tasks, maybe listening to a podcast or an audio book with a non-preferred doing dishes, it makes the task a little more enjoyable for, for sure. all of us who don't have like, you know, a daily house cleaner. So it's just learning that, <laughs> learning like what's overwhelming you and then figuring out how to create, yes, a system of being proactive with that. That's how we slow, and it's, it's slowly, you're just slowly stepping forward. So you're not suffocating in all this overwhelm. Well, so I'm laughing because I've been listening to you while I do the dishes. <laughs> Girl, it's the truth. Like I feel, so do I, I mean, not to myself. I'm like, that's really obnoxious. But, but you like, know what? No, but listening to a podcast makes it more enjoyable. It does. Or like when you're cooking dinner, folding laundry. Yes. Like, yes. Or like if it's like sometimes on Saturday or Sunday, I'm like, I don't want to do any like growth from my brain. Like I just want to veg out. So like I plug on Netflix or like watch a Hallmark yes. movie. Like pair a preferred task with a non-preferred task with dishes or laundry or Love whatever. It. And it's like, yeah, like this isn't so bad and you know, it has to get done. So just having that mindset, being proactive, not being the victim, but really take, again, like taking that ownership, it's just yes. game changing. Well, and I'm also catching myself because when I'm in the kitchen, that's when I fall into my negative thinking, like yeah. the, the constant cooking and cleaning and dishes. That's when I start to get the, oh, this is endless. Oh, I'm standing again. Oh, I'm doing this again. And then I'm like shifting. Like you said, it's all your mindset. And I'm like, isn't this wonderful that I'm cooking my family a healthy meal? Isn't this wonderful that um, I get to be home and do this for them? I mean, I think just like little shifts in my brain are helping me. But um, I love the take the non-preferred task with the preferred task. That is such good advice. Such good advice. Such a game changer for sure. And then that perspective shift of, hey, I, this is like super corny, but really like that deep sense of gratitude. I have a family to cook for. Like I can afford, I can afford food to prepare for my family. Like we really have to have that deep sense of like, it doesn't happen every time, but that, that gratitude shift in our mind and in our mindset, it is truly a game changer in our life. Can you tell everyone, I'm trying to find exactly what it's called, about your mama's mental health e-course? Yes. Because that goes with everything you're talking about. Yeah, we have, um, so our mental health e-course, and we actually are just launching our new mindset program, and both are really geared toward 
going inwards first, right? So we have all of these like external things we're trying to fix and slap on like habits and routines and schedules. And although these things are really, really great, like nothing is going to change in your life until you do the inside work first. And so we really dive deep into, okay, like we have to look and address the things that have happened in our past. Um, some of us have been through some really hard stuff and some of us have been through really, really hard stuff. And so it's yes. looking at like, what have we gone through in our life that makes us feel, think and act and behave and do the things that we do today. Cause oftentimes we're taught to stuff, to ignore, it doesn't matter. And eventually like that stuff's all going to come out. It's going to manifest like deep subconsciously, um, into different areas in your life. And so really it's taking a deep dive of like, of you specifically, like what have you gone through in your past? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are your triggers? When we can dive deep into that self-awareness, awareness, that's when we can build that bridge of, man, like, that's why I feel and act the way I do. And this is how I can build that bridge out to be a better, happier, healthier mom. And the cool thing is that once we do the inside work and we, we can learn those tools to really supercharge our mindset, our motherhood, our mental health, our emotional health, it has a ripple effect on every other area of our life, on our, on our fitness, yes. on our nutrition, on how we parent, on how we think. Like we think that if we can stuff and ignore, like it goes the way it doesn't, it just gets worse. And we were like, man, why do I feel like crap? Why do I feel stuck? Why does nothing, everything good happen to me in life? Like, so we do the inside work first. We build those bridges out so we can be that light that, that just like we are called to live and, and feel great. And I would ask our moms to like, how good are you willing to let your motherhood get? And most moms, when I ask that question, they're like, wait, what? <laughs> like motherhood can actually like be good and feel good. I'm like, yeah, like you can actually enjoy it and enjoy your kids and enjoy yourself. And we are so accustomed to thinking that motherhood is just so hard and overwhelming. And we just try to get through these 18 years that we have to flip that script. And we do that by going inside first and building those bridges out of, of health and, and just, you know, being a happy, calm, centered mom and to give that gift to our kids. Like I was saying earlier, like that's, that is like legacy work. Like that's how we change the world. And when we can give like my little son, Brody, he's two, he's almost three. And one of the things we do every night is I tell him like every single night, buddy, like you are so strong. You are so brave. You are so smart. You are so kind. And you are a leader of your generation. And the other oh. night he told his little brother, Cole, who's nine months old, he said, Cole, oh. we're leaders of our generation as like a two-year-old. I was like, <gasps> Oh my God, like, I love chilled, it. Chilled, I like, love but, like, it. Of like our intentionality, like you guys, like it is, it is legacy work. It's not just about us, but to hear my son Brody tell his brother who's oh. nine months old pulse to, to that at age two, like leader of your generation. I'm like, what two-year-old says that? Like you can say it, right? But it was just like, oh, that's man, awesome. like, our matter. And we can't give those words and pour out abundantly to our kids unless our well is full first. And so that's yes. why it's so, so important for us as moms. Well, and it sounds like a course that every single mother would benefit from. Thank you. Every single one of us. So um, how did you, this is what I, selfishly, this is my own question for myself. I love doing my podcast and you have such a successful podcast and you're doing such a wonderful job. Um, any advice to me on how to grow my audience? You know what, what has been the game changer for us is you show up and you serve. And when you just lead from your heart and you, you just lead, I always say like lead with a servant's heart, like show up and just, you provide that value for our listeners, for our moms who are coming to grow, to learn, to connect. And that has just been the biggest game changer is just you show up and you serve and you, you just, it. yeah, you just 
get in front of moms who need to hear this message. I mean, that that's just been the biggest game changer for us is when we authentically serve and step into like what I feel like God has called me to do. It's just oh. been the game changer for sure. I mean, that's like the worst advice ever. It's like, no, not it's like so wonderful. Advice, but no, my, my, my husband says to me, you know, my, I have my blog and my blog and he's like, it doesn't, that took you years to develop your audience. He's like, it doesn't happen overnight. You keep showing up and doing the good exactly. work that you're doing and it will happen. Exactly. And that's like, I feel like most people just fall off because they want this like, overnight night yes. success, whatever that yes. is. But I found too, like one thing that has just been like a game changer for me is understanding that like, it is an honor to be on this journey, like linking arms with other moms. And I feel like yes. every, every listener, every follower, every subscriber, like they're a real person with real children. And I look at my children too. And I think like, man, like what a blessing it is to be in the eardrums and the hearts of these moms homes. And so just like really understanding the impact and the responsibility that we have to show up consistently and to share our message um and just trusting the process like that is like so uh, like I don't have like a strategic plan for you but no just you, the process and you just know what up, like you're you're inspiring and you're such a joy to talk to and I'm so happy that I had this time with you can you tell yeah. everyone where to go find you yes thank you well thank you Rebecca too like I just want to thank you for this opportunity a but be like your work in the world is just so just so moving as well. We just need more conversations like this. So just thank you for showing up and for being you because the space that you have here for your moms is just incredible. So thank you for having me on. Oh, um, thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, so you guys can find me at blossomingmoms.co.co for our website. And then um, we're on all social, most active on Instagram. So at blossomingmoms underscore co. Awesome. Everyone go find Jennifer Blossom. She's wonderful. And it's been so much fun. I could, I could tell that I could talk to you all day, but I'm going to let you go back to your children. And I'm going to end this with, this is Rebecca Green for the Whiny Palooza podcast, reminding everyone to spend every day laughing, learning, and loving. Thank you for tuning in to the Whiny Palooza podcast. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave a review. I love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>